HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music.
Name that song in one one note. Everlong. Man, <laughs> Scott Goldberg Trio covering Everlong. We'll be playing live today on Snacky Tunes. Uh, Are you our first? I think they're the fir- our first jazz band. This is definitely the first vibraphone. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. We had um, Moon Hooch. They didn't have a vibraphone. No, but they were sort of jazzy. Jazzy, but no vibraphone. Uh, welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Aaron Bresnitz. Yeah. Uh, and the other half, Greg Bresnitz. Good to be back here. It's been a while. I think this is our first show we've done together this year. And this will probably be the last show we do together for another couple months. Oh, right, because next week we're in L.A. for Spiritualized. Yeah. Well, we've got a packed show today. Um, packed. We're going to keep it a little secret and kind of uh, in tune with uh, the, the guests we have on later, but we're going to kick things off with our Commander-in-Chief, Aaron, you there? I'm here. Aaron, how are you? I'm great, guys. Uh, well, Happy New Year ha- as your first show together. I know, oh. I know. It's, uh, we're alternating. Aaron, where are you right now? I am in Bed-Stuy. Oh, uh, Aaron, uh, for for those of you who don't know, why don't you give them a little update on your role in Heritage Radio Network? Give an, up, give an update, I'm sorry? Uh, on your role. Tell the lovely people who you are. Sure, sure. Um, well, I am the executive director. You know, as many people may or may not know, Heritage Radio Network is a 501c nonprofit, so Boom. I oversee the content and the funding, in addition to hosting a weekly show called The Farm Report. Nice. Wearer of many hats. Yes. I like hats. Yeah, you look good in a hat. I've seen you in a hat. You look nice. Thanks. Um, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is because there's been a lot of changes uh, on Heritage in the last year. We thought it was a good time to inform the listeners about, you know, all the work you've been doing and, uh, you know, the direction that the station is going so you know obviously one the nonprofit status is is huge and we had that come a little bit long ago but now it's moving towards a more news content uh uh th- and thematically organizing the show so you want to talk about what's been going on and the decision to you know the direction that the station is taking yeah sure well this past october we kind of launched our foray, foray into news coverage on the network so we have a, a great team in the central office putting out kind of daily pieces that you can find on the website. We try to keep them short and fun, somewhere in the two- to five-minute range, and really bringing you news on what's happening in the world of food and drink. In a lot of ways, the content really mirrors the diversity that you'll see on every on all of our weekly programming. So it's food culture and history, intersections of music and design, policy, um, it's a little something different every day. It's a nice mix, so you can get really, in just a couple of minutes, like a flash at the at the world of food from across any angle that you might have interest in, or some that you might be soon interested in. Uh, and speaking of programming, yeah. um, we've had quite a few new shows since the last time you were on. Uh, what are some of your new favorite programs? We're pretty excited. We've got a couple. Uh, I think four shows that came on in 2014. Um, eating disorders, which happens uh, after you guys, super fun. You know, it's a great space to, to tune in if you're a little tired of the kind of precious booty content. Um, Paul and Spiro really, um, are, you know, take a take a humorous approach to digesting what's happening in the world of food and and giving people a little bit of grain of salt to go with the <laughs> kind of preciousness that sometimes gets in the way, and then. Uh, Animal Instinct um, is also a new show, kind of tra- traversing the world of what's happening uh, with our pets, everything from rodents and reptiles to dogs and horses, looking at different um, ways that pets interact with the with the food supply and, and play roles in our lives. Got Sherry Bayer doing All in the Industry, kind of looking at the back end of what it takes to set up and run successful restaurants. And then on Thursday morning, we hear from Jackie Berger and Allison Crane, um, and they're, they're bringing us Just Food Stories. They're kind of looking at food justice um, through the eyes of um, Just Food, which is a great nonprofit that does a lot of uh, food justice, hunger relief, and ad- advocacy work here in the city. So great stuff all around. It's kind of a nice mix to add to the already strong lineup. So I think we're at 35 weekly shows wow. now. So there's a little something for everybody. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, that kind of leads into the the next thing that, you know, now we have such a diverse roster of shows that we've segmented uh, into different types of themes. Do you want to talk about that? Well, so one of the things that we wanted to do coming into 2014 is 
set some goals for ourselves so that at the end of the year we'd be able to look back. You know, we have this amazing kind of network of hosts and, and guests and listeners, and how do we kind of um, leverage that stuff towards some common goals? So things that we're looking to focus on in the new year, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard, but chicken just past beef as the most consumed protein in the country. So we're going to be taking a hard look at chicken um, from an animal welfare perspective, genetics, um, the kind of gastronomy of it, the way it, it's kind of exploding in the restaurant scene, um, which I think is going to be really interesting. It's kind of a, a way to focus on like one item, but really look at the kind of livestock industry as a whole. Um, going to continue kind of discussing what's happening in labor. You know, there's a big, a lot of controversy stirred up uh, around the Gaza food that episode, oh, yeah. or, um, no women. that Time Magazine put For out. For shame. You know, kind of women in the workforce. There's been a lot of conversation happening around kind of staff food workers and what is a fair wage. Um, looking uh, similarly um, at, at, you know, the role, the way that people are paid all along the food chain. So I think that's going to be super interesting. And then um, going to be doing some focusing on land. Uh, I was really shocked to learn that every minute of every day we lose an acre of farmland in the U.S. Um, and, uh, you know, you can imagine no one's tearing down strip malls to put up farms. So really thinking creatively about how do we protect that really critical resource because, you know, if there's no land, then there can be no farms, and if there's no farms, there's no food. So those are a couple of the kind of focus areas heading into the new year, and I'm pretty excited to kind of Dive know, see deep. what we're able to uncover. So for people who want to get involved and help support the station, become members, uh, what's the easiest way to do that? We try to make it as easy as possible. There's a big donate button right on the website if you're at www.heritageradionetwork.org, nice. and um, you know, at the $120 level, we send you one of our, our tote bags, but of course, any donation of any size is super helpful and really one of the best ways for individuals to support the network. And then, you know, we're always out there um, looking for interesting partnerships with organizations and groups, and so you can always reach the team by just emailing info at heritageradionetwork.org. Awesome. Well, Aaron, we cannot thank you enough for uh, steering our ship being your captain with Patrick and everybody. Always uh, always nice to check in with you. Looking forward to catching up in, in real life soon. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for keep, keeping the great shows coming. Lots of big anniversaries this year. We've got some people coming up 100 shows, 200 shows. I think you guys are somewhere in the mix we're, there. So. We're, get, we're getting close. I think we're going to come up on five years and 200 shows around the same time. So uh, yeah. it's crazy. Crazy. Sounds like a good time to have a party. Oh, yeah, so a party. Yeah, we'll have a party. And our fifth <laughs> compilation. All right, yeah. thanks for having me on. All right, thanks, thanks Aaron. Aaron. Uh, so Bye-bye. one of our uh, other guests today is uh, none other than Matt Goldman between, behind MFG Presents. He, with Chris Doritos, does School Night. Um, it's going to be at Brooklyn Bowl tonight. Great lineup, Fascinator, Sons of Illustrious Father, Young Yeller, the Cabana Kids, and DJ by Austin Mills uh, with Jason Eldridge.
I burned my thumb on that pizza tray. Oh my! Someone could one. I can't get him, but could you just hug him, please? It hurts. All right, let's go. Uh, well, we want to welcome back Andrea from Brooklyn Brewery. What up? It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Welcome uh, back. Good to see you. I mean, how long can you say Happy New Year? Can you get like all the way into September if you haven't seen anybody and be like, "Hey, man, I think, yeah, Happy New Year"? If you haven't seen the person, I think it's the second at the end of the second full week of January. No, I think you get February. I think it's like come it's on, one day two February. No. Hey, I'm gonna push ha- it. Hey, Happy Halloween! I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna just like get into June and see and be like, Hey, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Like, what if it was really important to you? Yeah. Hey man, what's last time I saw you? Was it December? Well, then Happy New Year! <laughs> yeah. yeah. New Year. Um, well, Andrew's here. He's back. First off, congratulations, getting married in September. Pretty wonderful. Yeah, Camp Timbertop's place to be. Yeah, um, are you going to cook at your own wedding? We are not cooking. We actually found some amazing chefs up okay. in Greeley, Pennsylvania, that we'll be working with. So we created the menu, and then we are leaving it in their hands. I will not be allowed in the kitchen. I've been told. Yeah, that's sort of like um, when DJs DJ their own wedding. It's like your wife is like, I mean, are you going to be able to just like sit back and enjoy it? Hopefully. I mean, that's why it's a three day affair. It's a camp wedding. So yeah. we get it all in, so, and then Saturday you so, can put a, be a blur and not know what's going on. We won't tell your wife, but are you secretly planning that if like you're not happy on day three, you're like, I'm fucking getting in there? Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Totally. For, for the whole animal roast thing, I will, I will be involved some degree or another. Let's just, so. not talk, let's just talk about your wedding. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of similar to a mash tour. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of the elements of our tour, let, I think, t- we're looking for in this wedding. So, let's talk about the mash tour. Mash tour. So for those, explain to people what they don't know if they have been under a rock and know what Brooklyn Brewery is and then what the mash tour is. So Brooklyn Brewery is probably the eighth largest craft brewery in America. Uh, we've been in Williamsburg for 25 years. Uh, we are one of the longest existing New York craft breweries, uh, bringing you about 25 different amazing, well-balanced, structured beers a year. Our brewmaster, Garrett Oliver, is probably the definitive G-O. voice in uh, beer and food pairing, uh, author and hand- and of... And handsome devil. Quite a handsome man. Bon quite a debonair. Yeah, I would say, you know, he is... A renaissance man. A renaissance man. Yeah. Uh, Justin Chernow says that the best meal he ever has in Brooklyn... At any restaurant is Garrett Oliver's house. Garrett Oliver is quite a chef. And then you can sit by his peated fireplace and drink the best yeah. brews around. It's, it's quite an experience to spend an evening at Garrett's home. I'd say my house is probably a close like fourth or <laughs> you, fifth you have a nice house. to Garrett. We have a fun apartment. You've come you over fun. many times for dinner. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
for those who don't know what the MASH is, what is the MASH? So the MASH is a 12-city tour. Uh, this year we're actually taking the MASH International. Last year was our first year. And it's basically a tour, a festival, that celebrates the arts and culture of these cities that we're in. So what we've noticed, sort of Williamsburg has undergone this cultural renaissance over the last, How I'd it? say... 12, 15 years. I haven't noticed anything. Change just an itty-bitty bit, you know, just a, just a little. Um, I, I, and I we've guess noticed, my bodega coffee has gone up a little bit in a, quality. Just yeah. light notch there. Um, and what we've seen is this transformation in so many cities around the country. So for us, it's really a way to celebrate um, and really work with a lot of different collaborators in these cities, sort of bringing people together, surrounding, you know, good food, good beer, and good people. Um, I like all those things. Yeah, they're very good. Um, so, do you try and bring a little bit of Brooklyn to every event, or do you? Is it really just all about highlighting? So the city? we have quite a few Brooklyn partners that we work with. We're working with Nui Blanche, they're projection artists. Um, last year we worked a lot with you guys. Um, we're also bringing um, some comedians on tour this year, so we're taking our Brooklyn Haha event. Hmm. So we'll be opening with local comedians in each city. Um, we bring the guys from Found Footage, who are just hilarious. They have the largest VHS collection in the country. It's amazing. Probably not the, in the world. I mean, so much that the National Archives call them when they need footage. It's pretty wild. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of Brooklyn elements that we're bringing with us. Um, I, myself, and all these others. But really what we're doing is celebrating these sort of local players in each city. Um, so we're working with amazing chefs all over the country. I think last year we worked with two or three of Food and Wine's top ten chefs. Um, a lot of the you know mentions on Bon Appetit, but just really interesting up and comers and established chefs and all these markets. We're working with great farms. Uh, one of the really cool things is that a lot of people that we worked with in different cities, like Dinner Lab yeah. um, in New Orleans and Dinner on the Farm in Minneapolis, have actually become full time partners. And are going to be touring the country with us wow. as well as internationally this year. So I don't know. That to me really speaks to the nature of the mash. It's building these relationships. It's celebrating the community that's there, but also bringing together different folks who may never have worked together before. Whether that's an artist who's doing our menus at one of our slow supper events, we're working with a local slow food chapter in each city. Um, all these different sort of elements, whether it's a florist, so we're getting food, music, books, beer, all of these elements, bringing them together. Another really exciting thing this year is we're bringing Steve Hindi on the road with us. Ooh, so Steve, Steve Hindi is Hindi. our co-founder of the Brooklyn Brewery, um, the reason why you know we're all here. And he just put out a book, <laughs> Craft Beer Revolution, and it's really telling an insider story of craft beer and the players in it. So it's him interviewing, I mean, telling his story talking about the, the last really 30 years in, in American craft beer and then interviewing, which are you know really good friends of his and the founders of a lot of the breweries that we know. A scandalous tell-all. It is a scandalous <laughs> tell-all. Probably, probably the least scandalous tell-all. I don't know. There's some moments with, with Boston Brewing, with Boston Beer, where you see him and you know Jim getting face-to-face -face and really? different things. So, I mean, there's there's been some candid moments throughout the last great, 30 though. years. I mean, beers is a fun industry, but there's a healthy competition, I would say, and an overall support. I think there is more camaraderie that you yeah. get in craft beer from many other industries. Well, when the big David and Goliath yeah. Yeah, because kind of there's feel. Goliath. There's Goliath, 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 exactly. Um, Incredibly large Goliath. Yeah. So where does the mash? What's the first one? What's the first kickoff? So we event? kick off in Nashville, March second. Um, and then right after that, we're in New Orleans. Actually, the end of March, we're in New Orleans, and then Pittsburgh. The best thing to find out any information on the mash is just BrooklynBreweryMash.com. We have a brand new, updated, super snazzy website coming at you, I believe, Tuesday. What are you doing in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, we're working again with Justin Severino from Cure. Great. Unbelievable yeah. um, chef. Really cool guy. Um, we are figuring out the rest of our programming there. Yeah. So we're figuring out which farm we're going to do dinner on the farm on. Um, another really cool event that we're doing this year is sort of a food salon with Food 52. And oh, it's going to yeah. be one of the only kind of private events that we do. And it's bringing together sort of more of the food community. So it's food writers, um, bloggers... Um, chefs as well as restaurateurs and different partners of ours um, in a very like curated evening um, with awesome. me and another chef cooking. 
But no, I'm really excited for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Philly native like you guys. Yeah. And Pittsburgh is a city that I never really spent time in growing up. And I was kind of like, all right, it's one of the cities I wasn't so excited for. Pittsburgh blew my mind. The Strip District there, really cool. Just some interesting up-and-coming neighborhoods, great breweries. Yeah. We're, um, um, we're opening a hotel in East Liberty at the beginning of next year for Ace Hotel. Awesome. So yeah, Pittsburgh is pretty great. We'll, yeah, talk, it, we'll talk some restaurants, too. Um, and then we have an event with you guys on Tuesday, the next Bar for Blowout. Yes, very Por- excited. Pork Slope with Maharlika and Jeepney. So great. Went to Jeepney on Friday night. It was, they're awesome. And the nicest people ever. So much fun. Filipinos, man. Filipino bar food. I, uh, I can't wait to see what they uh what the they menu somewhere. Those events are always great. Yeah. And are you going to come out? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. make it to all of them. Um, that's Bar Food Blowout Feb dot eventbrite.com. Yeah, or good. check our Facebooks. Facebook. Or Twitters. Or Twitters. Um, well, Andrew, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Uh, stick around, hang out, eat some pizza. Absolutely. And we have uh, Matt Goldman and our surprise guest coming up next. Throw some sea salt over my own head. Sprinkle flour to keep Satan off my doorstep. And these are the habits that I can't understand. Rational reflexes stupefy my super superstitious contraband. Chinese charms with concave mirrors peer off my cell. Special stones and crystal bones protect me until my mind overcomes the myth of my whispering behemoth. I'll never walk on the ladder. Be careful, your mirrors don't shatter. I'll never walk on the Pennies, turquoise, and fool's gold. I light up my ghost town sage. Water glasses, oils, a witch's orb. I'll never itch my palm. Here's to my lucky dog. Come back this way more. Oh man, okay. packed house. I mean, two, four, six, nine dudes, nine dudes, nine dudes in a shipping container. Uh, Matt, yeah. that's gonna be uh, it's pretty diverse sounds. Those two bands. That's like the headliner and the second headliner. Yeah, it's definitely an eclectic mix. Who uh, who does the booking out here? Uh, out here, it's uh, well, Chris Doritas is the curator, and we have uh, Nasir is the name of the fellow who actually books both L.A. and New York from New York. Really? Yeah, he kills it. He's very good. Every week for LA, right? Every week, yeah. Four bands in both cities. I wow. mean, we book like you know forty bands a year, and that's like a struggle. A s- not well. Hey, <laughs> it's I it's, make it uh, look like a it's, struggle. It's Sisyphus every year. Yeah, right. But uh, that many bands. But I guess also like you're just if you're like I'm sure it gets people come at him all the time. Yeah, and you know we have the benefit of a of a you know a lot of valuable relationships and and work that Chris Darius has put in over the years, and also. Um, it's a showcase that has gained some sort of awareness and notoriety, and so bands can come on and sort of become, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's a stop on a career for some people. Um, what type of stop? The stop on the way up. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We play school night, and that's that's yeah, yeah. where it ends. <laughs> it's hopefully not the cul-de-sac of a career. But. Yeah. 
Uh, but no, it's great. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all what I love about School Night is that it's all discovery. I also like checking out all the early bands, too, because you're like, generally those kind of are just sitting there creepers on their way. Yeah. Not even a stop. Maybe like uh, they're just rolling into town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No stories. No stories. Just, just new. Yeah. Um, and you had Moses Sumney playing your show, who is now like on his way to whatever yeah. that is. He was is. incredible. Worth yeah. all of the buzz, worth everything. He was incredible. Yeah, he just did a, a piece for us as well, and it was just like, okay, like this is this is something really special. But Matt is also in town, not just for this, but you're doing an event on Tuesday night for Fashion Week. Yeah, we're doing an event with Revolve Clothing. Um, it's a dinner. And as such, there is a food element involved that is of note. And our secret surprise guests are those food guys. Hey guys, welcome to Snacky Tune. We have Sushi Belly Tower here on Snacky Tunes. We met out in LA in a lobby, and then I came to your dinner, which was awesome. That night. That night, it was uh, on like what was that 13th, fifth floor? Fifth floor rooftop. Yeah. Um, and the the guy, what he like owns that he runs all the elevators. It was so loud, and I was like, "How does this happen?" And wait, 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 wait. What? He it's runs all elevator, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like which, like all the elevators in LA. Like a lot of the contracts downtown, all the high rises, like. Oh yeah. He runs like a lot of them, right? So yeah, because huh? Because you're like, how is he getting? Because you guys had a loud. It was a five piece, right? Five piece horn. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is, yeah. and like, uh, well, if they complain, they they'll never get back to their apartment. Exactly, they all turned the elevators off. Yeah, and all of LA. They were complaining all night. Uh, were they? Yeah. Well, some people. There was two people in the building complaining, but I, I felt like there was a lot more love coming our way. I, I'm still bumping to people. Like, was that you guys doing that like live jazz? I was on my balcony, like getting a, like a free live jazz show. Mike's, like, Mike's just standing back there. It's like, say something nice, just in the shadow, <laughs> just like sitting in the corner of the elevator. Be nice to those boys. Uh, so why don't you uh, tell the people out here a little bit about yourselves and the 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 food organization that you participate in. That's a good way to put it. It's <laughs> it, it's it's kind of a, an idea that was born out of um, you know a new version of sushi, a new version of, of receiving like premium quality fish. Um, you know the Japanese in the classic format of Japanese sushi is always like with white rice and fairly high in the glycemic index. I know that sounds suddenly very technical, but I'll jump there because that was the inspiration. I was a, prof- a former uh, runner, a uh, professional runner, ran at Stanford, ran the Olympic Games, and treated my diet really seriously. Mm-hmm. And so as I dove into like my favorite type of food, sushi, I was like, wow, how can I make this a little bit higher quality in terms of performing performance food? Because most performance food for runners is like pasta and carbo-loading. And was kind of like untrue in terms of its performance value. Sounds like my regimen. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's my performance but, value. But, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Wait. So I'm a runner, right? Oh, okay. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> so basically, like farm-to-table vegetables and like the best, you know, quality like bites you can get. Um, and suddenly, I was through a little party at my loft in downtown LA about 19, 20 months ago, and a lot of people came and. Um, participated and they told their friends and now we're at you know we're out we're approaching 4,000 people in five cities and really having a great time pushing um pushing this this sort of passion project that you know i have an awesome team and i just i couldn't be more grateful it's been really fun where did you pick up the knife skills well knife skills are a little bit like overrated in terms of their value i think i mean you, you could use the butt end of a knife as long as you have premium grade sushi i don't care if we mash it up and throw it on a spoon it's going to be a, a rad bite of, of fish like it doesn't really matter i mean at this point, I've put enough hours in to, like, you know, be okay at it. But I'm no, like, Hanasubaki or whatever that means. I'm no, like, Japanese. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> For any of you who don't know who that is. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just here starting they're like, oh, yeah, that guy. They did the the band thing. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, that. No, oh, yeah, agree. no, we agree. We totally agree. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but I saw I saw him before he got big. It's yeah. ba- it's basically <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah I mean maybe maybe. And my right hand man Eric has been holding down the fort and keeping. He's definitely the fire behind a lot of it. So you know, it's, it's just a party that we would want to go to. Live music, the best food. Put it on a rooftop. Invite the coolest people around. The and cool, do it every night. Only the coolest. Only the coolest. Speaking of music, decide. you guys brought the Scott Kohlberg trio with you today. Uh, how did you guys meet up, or how did they? Come, how did you guys start working together? I actually met Scott a few weeks ago. I walked out, and he was lying on my couch at seven in the morning, 
Naturally. <laughs> he was uh, on tour on the West Coast, and then after chatting for a few days, uh, I was coming to New York to do these parties last month, and he had this band. And I was like, do you guys want to play? He was like, yeah, sure. sure. And I also needed a place to live, so I was like, can I live in your house? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, do you so want been with us since, yeah. Do you guys want to play us a tune? Yeah, we'll play a number. Yeah, you want to play us a number? Okay. What, what's this called? Uh, this is a song of mine uh, called Banana Boat. Okay. Live on Snacky Tunes. Some of that yaz coming at you. It's so nice. It's like the perfect uh, music for this type of weather with nine dudes in a shipping container. Uh, you know, just a casual. Um, so one of the things that's really amazing is we talk about the spaces and uh, the space that you guys... for. Can you talk about the space for your Tuesday event? Or is it a secret? Um, no, it's not. Well, yeah, probably shouldn't talk. Wait, do are people... like How does this air? It's a five-story building in the middle of Soho with a pool with a window on it it's an incredible space yeah uh, my it's my it's my weekend house so. yeah i mean thank you for letting us buy yeah absolutely it. i yeah. appreciate the break on the rental yeah absolutely yeah only for you know 10 percent off what are friends for <laughs> yeah. um but i mean it you know space comes to define your events almost as much as the food does so how do you guys find these locations and you said that you were looking for a venue today yeah <laughs> yeah we we um we never have like a, an absolute certainty about where we're going to do these. Um, that's just the nature of of, of what we do. Um, so yeah, we I think we found a pretty cool spot mm-hmm. today. Can we talk about it? No. 
mean, <laughs> when you say absolute certainty, are we talking like, oh, like a month out, we kind of looking to it, or we're like two days out? Uh, two hours out sometimes. I mean, I could never, I could never do that. I've woken up, 40 people come to dinner and lost the venue. I, and, and been like, oh, we don't know what to do. I'm sitting at a coffee shop, meet the person right next to me. She's like, I'm having a dance party. I was like, sick. You want to also put together a dinner party with your dance party? She's like, okay. Turned yeah. out being a hundred person dinner dance party until like six in the morning. <laughs> it was awesome. So we get lucky. No, just constantly on yeah. the ground, yeah. like yeah. raging. It's like, yay. What you don't say Squishy. is that we asked fifty people before and they just told us to get the fuck out of here, get lost. <laughs> yeah, we have. I think we can say we can probably plug in Webster Hall. They've been really cool. Uh, you know uh, what this is is people come to our dinners through word of mouth and then they ask us how they can help usually and. Um, Lots of times it's a mutually beneficial exercise, you know, like Webster Hall wants us to kind of bring in some, you know, 50 or 60 interesting, coolest people in the world, you know, moment, and we just put up a, um, you know, we went and saw it today, it looks really awesome, and we're going to probably do it there. That's um, great. Where, where in Webster? There's a bunch of spaces. Probably. It just kept unfolding. Yeah, I yeah. Like, like, we, I have yeah. another one. I we think like, we're going to do tent. like the secret back upper top yeah, floor room on room. the side, yeah, that little that, side room. That's right. It's a great room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually been doing like some events up there. It's awesome. And the live music. We think that yeah, you guys are going to look great on that stage. Yeah, that's like a really well lit stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably put ourselves right out in front of that. Um, but we're, we might do it um, elsewhere on another night. Um, just random spots, uh, office lofts. Um, you know industrial spaces like as long as we can make the room intimate enough with lighting we we can work out in a, a cool dinner in a 10,000 square foot open space as long as we can kind of like have a little sink to do some dishes and keep that flowing and um what's the i mean do you is it propane like portable burners or is it mostly just like ceviche sam like sushi no no this is like so think of the be- think of nobu without the rice and without like any japanese-isms just a bunch of jazz playing in the background Right, um, jazz and sushi. Jazz and su- and it's mostly sashimi. So I, you know, we consider ourselves more like food artists and social artists. We're not trained chefs. We just kind of know how to put together um, really well sourced ingredients. So, right. So ten, twelve course, like we're talking yellowtail, bluefin tuna. I'm sourcing all my fish from non-Japanese sources too because of that whole scene. So, you know, the Fukushima thing. So there's a lot of like really awesome people I've met in that space. You know, to to put on dinner for a few thousand people over the past like couple of years we've gotten into really awesome sources of our fish so it's the best fish in new york there's no doubt about it at our party i can say that with yeah. absolute confidence shout out one of your sources if you if you feel free sharing um yeah that's a little tricky i, I think uh, i'll say that a lot of it is local yeah uh, local coast uh, line caught bled on the um you know right on mm-hmm. the the boat mm-hmm. Um, there's a dude, C.P. Lee, who's my man. I, I could say that, that that's his name. Um, he's, he's awesome. So. <laughs> that's what I call him. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's his DJ name, C.P. Lee. Um, we want to give a shout-out to him. He's been really awesome. He, he just really um, has been a blessing to get to know. And it took us a lot to get there. And we had to go out to Bronx in the middle of the night with... Yeah, we had no source when we first came for our first tour. Right. It was just him and I in a U-Haul van with all these plates and ev- our whole operation in the back. We're like <laughs> 5 in the morning. Oh, no, it's two, two in the morning. We just yeah. finished a party. We're like flying over speed bumps. All the plates are flying in the air. Like, <laughs> trying to get to the fish market. It was definitely it was a Chevy totally Chase a, moment. Yeah, we were looking at each other, going, "What are what are we getting ourselves into?" And we had to pull into this massive, you know, new Fulton fish market and ask around for premium bluefin tuna, which wasn't even really available at that store. You know, it's just a different coast. You know, it's a different thing here. It's a little more fish and chips and right kind of kind of that side of, of things and cooked fish and the way right. they manage fish is just different versus you know the Japanese and have have a whole infrastructure on the west coast from Seattle to San Francisco to LA it's a little bit different um, right. out there so it took us some time but we we were able to like just we went there every single night for 10 straight days and by the 10th day they knew we weren't going away until we got <laughs> behind the guy behind the guy yeah. and, and, now, and it just kept unfolding too remember yeah. Bob yeah Bob was awesome super old Bob these all sound like, like, like I was a boxer <laughs> He was yeah. so cool, man. Yeah. Just telling us stories. Bob like, was four years ago fighting underground. Like, whoa! Yeah, now yeah. he sells fish. Now yeah. he sells massive. He's been fish mart for I mean his whole life. Yeah, but he used to fight, and so we would go hang out just for like six hours. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We come out of there and it's like light outside, and we go in at two in the morning. And it's um, why don't we get a uh, another song from the trio? What are you guys gonna play? Um, 
Yeah. We're doing a lot of different things. That yeah. was the last song is a song of mine. This time we're gonna play uh, a Stephen Foster song. Great. He's a an old American composer. This is probably like composed in the eighteen fifties or something. Um, called Genie with the Light Brown Hair. Sweet. that last vibraphone tone you gotta tone it out you gotta tone it out <laughs> matt call it i uh the last time i heard that song was eugene levy performing it in waiting for guffman am i right yes <laughs> well done as matt. part of his uh yeah as part of his application for the for this for i the totally play. forgot about that the musical. In this, uh, container. yeah <laughs> well i mean so it's, it's a diverse background from like a wide range of in, of influences that song was written 1850 yeah i mean Something. but it has been used like i think i feel like i saw that in like a early like warner brothers cartoon like a roger rabbit type vibe yeah, it's just a, like american songbook like traditional songbook. i wonder like what the requirements are to get into like the americans <laughs> traditional like does it? I mean, and could you get into it? I guess you couldn't get into it now. <laughs> to have learned an instrument in the 19th century. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, if you just wrote a song in the 1850s, you were in. Like, the bar was super low. And then it just kind of got a little bit harder. Yeah, it was Chopsticks and then that song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, are any of these events that you guys are doing tonight open to anybody listening? Or how do people get to attend these events? Um, it's, it's strictly word of mouth. I mean, I suppose, um, yes, they are available. Where there are seats, there's probably... 10 or 12 seats available on mm-hmm. 
Valentine's Day. Um, we we kind of are able to fluctuate. You know, if 30 people sign up, then we buy enough fish for 30 people. If right. 60 or 70 or 80 sign up, then we just kind of ramp up a little bit and make sure everyone has enough food to go around and make sure the venue can accommodate. But usually it's it, it's cool. But yeah, we have um we have some seats available. There's a, a little email um, that people can respond to. It's sushibellytower at gmail dot com and find out more information on on the events. That's so, so great. Uh, and then what other cities are you guys hitting up this year? Um, we've had all sorts of funny requests. We'll probably try to get across the ocean and, and hit London and do a bit of a European tour, maybe Spain and do some stuff over there. But and most immediately, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, back to San Francisco where we always um, have great support. Um, Chicago. Chicago, definitely. There's a huge food scene Let there. it thaw out a little bit, though. Well, I think that's one way of doing it. Like, we would enjoy it probably more if it was a little warmer, but I think they would probably enjoy it because we bring a little bit of, of right. heat to the table, you know, right. a little different a little experience heat. right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, back to Miami. We're going to do some stuff down there as well. Um, and, of course, we're going to have, you know, New York is a staple for us. People in New York tend to get what we're all about, like, the second they walk in the room. Um, sometimes other other environments, other cities take a, take a little long, you know, just I don't know what it is about new york um but it's been all love since the first time we we, we threw a gig unless uh, you're going to the fish market then it takes about 10 days <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah we, they yeah we had to earn it yeah they yeah. definitely don't 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 hand it to you no i mean but you know but once that's why it tastes so good yeah, yeah. i think yeah, yeah. This, you have to fight this city to exist in it i think uh i kind believe of. you can if you can make it here yeah something something yeah. It's up. No, it's a lot more <laughs> sprinting through the streets. Yeah. Than well, I mean, we're, we're all runners cities. here based on our yeah. diets, right? Pizza's a runner's diet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That yeah. Was great. Um, all right. Well, if you go, how do people find you? Follow you? Get a, get a hold of you? So our our Instagram is Upstream Foods, um, just like it sounds. Um, swimming upstream to to get premium ingredients, um, and our hashtag is Sushi <laughs> Belly Tower. Um, and then again, and sushibellytower at gmail.com yeah. to reserve some seats or just hit us up and see what nights were available. Matt, how can people find you? Uh, big, big news everywhere on social across, media. Across, across all Across media. all platforms. All platforms. And don't forget if you uh, are around, school night starts in 30 minutes. Well, school night doors open in 30 minutes. The band start at 8. So. No, you need to get there at doors. What happens if it fills up and you uh, miss it? Yeah, we, we ask you to go over to Output. Oh, okay. Um, is that punishment? <laughs> no, I think it's actually much good. It's very cool. Um, and then, uh, Scott, how do people get a hold of you? Um, visit my website, scottcolberg.com, and there's a contact email. And uh, if you search uh, Reverb, I think, what was the website, the Everlong? Uh, oh, it's it's hidden somewhere <laughs> on, the, on the internet. That's just email <laughs> Scott. He'll send it to you if you, if yeah. you want that. But the opening track, just to give credit where credit's due, is uh, Chad Lefkowitz Brown on saxophone and Joe Hurtenstein playing drums and Javi Santiago playing piano on that song. And here live with me in the studio is uh, Hein Peskoff on drums and um, Jean-Louis Trebu on vibraphones. And my name's Scott Colbert. I like to give credit where credit's due. Very classy. Yeah. Uh, and then don't forget we have our... Bar Food Blowout uh, on Tuesday night at Pork Soap. If you go to Snacky Tunes on Twitter, there's a link where you can buy tickets or you can just show up. Doors are at 7.30. We'll be there with Jeep Maharlika. Radical Dads will be DJing. Yeah, it's going to be good. Love those guys. You can hear their show and all shows podcasted. Uh, just search Snacky Tunes on iTunes. And thanks to uh, Andrew and Aaron. Uh, Pack show. R- really big shoe. Really big show. Um, actually, it is the 50th anniversary of Beatlemania. So. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I've heard of them. <laughs> Almost as big as Moses Sumney. Not quite. <laughs> um, all right, Scott. Well, you guys want to... Uh, Let's take us out. Yeah, take us out. Sure thing. Uh, thanks for listening. What, we'll be- what's the name of the last song of a jazz set? Is there... Is there like the closer? The closing number. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. What was that? One more, one more piece of information. Yeah, just one more thing. If you guys want to hear Scott Kohlberg live, it's all, they're going to be playing at Sushi Belly Tower. That's right. Underground... On Valentine's Day with Smooth Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> coming at you live. Yeah, coming at you your tickets now. Uh, well, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. No, guys. we will not. We'll right. be in LA next week. Yeah. But, but the following week. Yes, following week. All right. Take us out, Scott. Oh. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.